Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you today. Bob Stoffer will be uh, heading out to Winnipeg here very shortly with the Oilers as they take on the Jets tomorrow night. Just a reminder, book with the New West Travel Oilers fans. Join Oilers now on two great road trips to Nashville and Las Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers now package includes airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with Bob Stoffer and special guests, and parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips to see Nashville and Las Vegas for the Oilers Now road trips. Call the travel experts at New West Travel 70-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com I should remind you as well that some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years for menu locations. Visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Our team here at Chorus was just uh, at Royal Pizza the other day. We ordered the Stoffer recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. We also ordered the Ulrich recommendation, the Fred Special. Great choices over at Royal Pizza. All right, Jason Bell joins us from the Winnipeg Free Press. Jason, how are you doing? Good. Am I the ninth caller? Do I get in and put my name in for that great trip? That sounds like a blast. <laughs> yes, it is a great trip. Unfortunately, you need to uh, visit New West Travel and uh, sign up there. But they put on quite the party, quite the trip. So uh, if you ever well, wanted to I get on board, anyway, so yeah, no kidding. Well, you probably end up going to Vegas anyways uh, with the Jets, so you're you're covered. To, to Vegas in the new year, so looking forward to that. But we got uh, you know we got Finland before that, so no, I get more than my share of travel on the on the jet speed, as, as you guys know how this works. Absolutely. Speaking of the Jets, uh, I was watching Sunday Night Football yesterday. I had the Jets game on as well a little bit uh, on the side, uh, and they, they won. And it was uh, largely in part to the Rempressois. Great performance in goal yesterday for uh, the Jets, Jason. The former Oiler picking up his first victory uh, in between the pipes for the Jets. What can you say about his performance yesterday? Well, I'll go back right to the kind of training camp he had. And, you know, we were pretty impressed with the guy when he came in. I mean, just from a personal standpoint, he's like a really nice fellow and has fit in really well with his teammates. And 
Certainly there was a relationship with Connor Hellebuck, the Jets' number one, before he got here. They share the same agent, a Manitoba-based representative. And they uh, they also train, of course, in Kelowna with uh, with Adam Frasilia uh, 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 and his group there who turned Devin Dubnik into a quality goaltender. So there was some history there with those two, and that's probably why the Jets, uh, a big reason why the Jets signed him on July 1. But, you know, he had a real good training camp, and he started off with a terrific outing against Minnesota. Now, of course, it's a training camp. It's, it's preseason hockey, but he stopped a whole lot of quality chances against Minnesota back in the middle of September, and so good first impression, obviously. Worked real hard in camp and was always sort of the last guy off the ice, still taking shots and stretching like crazy on the uh, in the dressing room, a real fit guy. And then, you know, he gets a start last night. They want to give Connor Hellebuck, they manage Connor Hellebuck's time, obviously. And Laurent gets his first start yesterday and was, was really terrific against uh, a, a quick, uh, uh, exciting, dynamic Carolina team who we thought they might come in a little sluggish because they had played the night before in Minneapolis into overtime. And not not uh, not so much. They were real quick. They got they were all over the Jets in the first period, and I think the shots were about twelve two or twelve three at the ten minute mark. And I would say that the Hurricanes probably had three or four Grade A scoring chances, and Brassois was was tremendous, and he continued that play right through, and that was a huge reason why the Jets were still in the hockey game and were able to get a late goal by Brian Little to to get the two points. Now, having said that, uh, I just saw your tweet as well. Don't expect Brassois to play tomorrow night, despite uh, the strong performance against the Oilers. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think any of us thought that that there would be a situation where he was going to play two in a row. I mean, as I say, they manage Connor Hellebuck's time, and you know, there's certain games that they are that he's indicated he wants a break, and the club knows when he'll need some time off, and. And last night was one of them. And, you know, the Jets have five more games at home in a row. And then they play Detroit and Toronto and then go on that long trip where they play two against Florida in Helsinki. Uh, I kind of feel like Lauren Francois will get one more game uh, at home during this stretch. not exactly sure which one it might be. They've got Edmonton tomorrow night, of course, and you won't play. They've got... Uh, Oh, my brain is terrible. Um, they've got Vancouver on Thursday. They've got uh, St. Louis, Toronto, Arizona, pardon me, on Saturday. So, you know, do we see him maybe a Saturday afternoon against Arizona? Um, but he's going to get his 20 starts, you know, 22 starts this year, 19, 20 starts, something like that. Connor Hellbuck's going to be carrying the, the lion's share. And, uh, you know, if they can get quality net mining from this guy on those, the, you know, the, the odd time he plays, uh, you know, what a boon for this club. Because last year when... On the nights when they did give Connor Hellebuck some time off, I mean, it's a real big unknown. I mean, Michael Hutchinson was so erratic. And, of course, Steve Mason battled with injuries and was, even when he was healthy, he wasn't particularly strong. So they'd love to have a backup that they know they can rely on, that they can trust. And, uh, you know, two you know, he really helped uh, helped them earn uh, two points last night. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you go back to a last season, Halbuck, 67 starts. I'm sure, as you said, they'd like to get Brassois around that 20-start uh, mark in that range to help uh, Halbuck a little bit. And, you know, you look back uh, with the Oilers last season, Jason, Cam Talbot played a lot of games the year before, and he had a great season, but the next year... He wasn't the same Cam Talbot, and uh, of course the team wasn't as good either. 
but Talbot wasn't the same and he played a lot of games the year before so maybe the Jets are looking at that and saying well if Brassois continues to play he, the way he did the other night then they'll likely try to get him in here and there to rest uh, Hellebeck a little bit for the playoffs so that makes a lot of sense to me but uh, as you just said we will see Hellebeck tomorrow for the Jets and Cam Talbot will start tomorrow night for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, looking at uh, the defense here as well, Jason, uh, Bufflin did not play yesterday. Uh, what's uh, the latest uh, on his status? Paul, Paul Maurice told us afterwards that uh, after practice today that, that Dustin Bufflin skated this morning on his own. He'll skate tomorrow morning, whether he skates with the rest of the club during the, the regular morning skate or on his own remains to be seen. And then the organization will make a decision on whether he's good to go against uh, the Oilers. So he's probably the only question mark uh, in the lineup right now. The number one pairing of Jacob Truba and Josh Morrissey logged a tremendous amount of minutes uh, against, uh, as I said, a very, very quick, dogged Carolina squad last night. And so they were granted the morning off this morning. They were not at practice, but we fully expect to see Morrissey and Truba playing tomorrow night against Edmonton. So it should be pretty much the same roster, except there is a there is the belief that Brendan Lemieux will spot in for Christian Veselainen, a young uh, Finnish kid, 19 years old, first-round draft choice of the Jets uh, the year before last. So we may see Brendan Lemieux, the son of uh, NHLer Claude Lemieux. Everybody knows that name, gritty, great playoff performer. So we may see Brendan come in and play tomorrow night. Chatting with uh, Jason Bell here from the Winnipeg Free Press. Give me your uh, your your take on the Jets so far this season. Um, it, would you say they've been a little slow at the gate, Jason? I mean, you look at some of their offensive guys, maybe not uh, rolling just yet. We expect it to happen here uh, at some point. Uh, I know Lane scored the other night. Shifley, you know, not you know, doing what he did in the playoffs, I guess, in terms of the rate he was scoring at. Wheeler seems to be uh, on pace for where he was last year. But uh, overall, from top to bottom, uh, what would you say about the Jets player? Are they still trying to uh, get back into uh, full form here after uh, that big playoff run last season? Yeah, I think they're still trying to find their way. I mean, I don't think there's any great panic uh, setting in with the organization or in the community. Um, it's hard to replicate, as you can appreciate, uh, what this organization went through last year with the 52 wins and, and you know so many wins down the stretch going into the playoffs, and then that great run in the postseason where they knock off Minnesota, and then they, you know, in some respects, you know, pull off a bit of a shocker against Nashville and what many believe was probably the best series in, in in the playoffs last year, and they go into Nashville and win Game Seven, and then really came up a bit flat against Vegas, couldn't score against Mark Andre Fleury. But, it, you know, that, that tempo, that energy, that the, the heightened everything in that playoffs, I mean, it's hard to replicate that early. In, you know, a Sunday night game early October, mid-October against Carolina. So, you know, they're, they're sort of finding their way. How do they get some of that back? And, and uh, it's the same personnel, say, for uh, you know, Paul Stasny, who, of course, went to Vegas as a free agent. Um, pretty much the same uh, roster, uh, no Toby Enstro, no Joel Armino, but it's, it's the same group. And, you know, there's still great expectations for these guys. I mean, I think most people around hockey would suggest that Mark Shifley and, and Blake Wheeler and Kyle Connor are as good a trio as there is, and then they do some special things every night. Sometimes the puck doesn't go in. Just Peter Morazic a lot of credit last night because he made some big saves for Carolina. 
Uh, I think they'll be okay. The question mark, of course, has been the Patrick Liney, Nick Ehlers, Brian Little uh, trio, and and they've had a bit of a slow start. It's you know Brian Little is uh, has had the same type of wingers his whole career. He's been a number one center for a long time. Uh, right from when the Jets came from Atlanta. He always had the Andrew Ladd, Blake Wheeler, dependable, up-and-down, north-south type of guys with him. And now we've got Patrick Liney and Nikolai Ehlers, who north and south, that's not exactly the direction these guys take. They take some different routes. They go east-west. They weave and bob and go in and out. And and uh, and also are not as, as astute defensively, so maybe aren't down low helping out as much as Brian uh, Little is used to. So there's been some growing pains with that trio. But last night, I think they took a bit of a step. Uh, Brian Little scored a real nice goal, uh, you know, started with some good work by his line mates, finished with a great pass from Josh Morrissey to, to Brian Little coming into the slot. And, and of course, earlier in the game, as you, as you alluded to, Patrick Liney scores a power play goal his second of the year. So, and Nick Eaglers looked like he was a little more engaged last night. So I think they're going to be okay in that line. Um, you know, the, the, the other line, the, the Lowry, Cop, Tanev, the TLC line, they call it in town there. You know, they're a real solid third line that, that plays against all the, the big minutes against some of the, the heavyweight lines across the National Hockey League. And then, of course, that fourth line we talked about with with Lemieux possibly spotting in with Pearl and Jack Ross. Like, so, and defensively, I mean, you know, Truba and Morrissey are terrific. Um, Tyler Myers going as an unrestricted free agent this year. Had a great comeback season last year and has struggled playing with Joe Morrow a bit. They've had some some bad turnovers and some, you know, some some kind of uncharacteristically uh, overtly ugly, costly giveaways that have hurt the club a little bit, but they're still finding their way. And But Bufflin's been real good with Ben Chirot, So, And Connor Hellebuck has had a great start to the season, I think. I can't really think of a goal that he'd like to have back yet, And um, even though the club is only 3-2. and two, So I think they're okay. I mean, they're going to be a playoff team in the Central Division. Are they going to have 52 wins, 114 points? Who knows? That's that's a big ask. But I think the Jets are going to be okay. They'll, they'll you know, This homestand will be a nice time to get rolling. Yeah, I like the way you said that. It's hard to sort of, you know, replicate the intensity that uh, they were playing uh, at in the playoffs. But one guy who is uh, continuing uh, so far here early in the season off of a strong year last year is Kyle Connor, who has already four goals uh, in five games, 31 last year. Where is the ceiling, you know, for this guy, uh, Jason? How many goals, how many points do you think this guy can get to? He's only 21 years of age, but he is uh, rolling right now for the Jets. Yeah, I've got to be careful here because I've I've said some things in the first box that make people chuck me over the side when I when I suggest uh, somewhat tongue in cheek that I think Kyle Connor is going to score more goals than Patrick Liney this year. If he does, it'll be because of opportunity. I mean, it's 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 not a bad gig playing with Mark Shifley and, and Blake Wheeler. So you're you're going to definitely get your touches. You're going to get your looks. But Kyle Connor is a real interesting player because you know he starts in the American League last year. You always saw the speed, you saw the shot, but there really wasn't a whole lot of, you know, there wasn't. I didn't see the intensity in the kid. I didn't see a whole lot of puck retrieval, you know, sort of puck pursuit out of him. And I think that was maybe just, you know, a, you know, kind of deer in the headlights guy just out of college. So he's kind of find some things out in the American League, scores some goals, and uh, you know, comes that the year before, then comes back up. Uh, after a few weeks last year, and then just really catches fire, and he's just playing with so much confidence, and 
you know, he plays a bit fearless. He just he'll go he'll go and pursue the puck after anybody. I don't mean fearless that he's running people through the boards. I mean he just he's just a real dogged on the puck. So and then he finds he he's got a remarkable shot. He's got a nose for the net and uh, so you know, he is a very, very special player and as you suggested, he's still really young and you know, he's another one of these guys that, you know, coming off an entry level contract, he's gonna be you know, it's, it's, they make he and Liney making life uh, interesting for Jets Brass because uh, these guys are going to ask demand some some pretty big bucks uh, when the time is right. Well, that's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, I could actually see that. You know, uh, I don't think anyone else would agree with us that uh, when we say that. But you know, in terms of Liney and Connor, who gets more goals? But Connor is now on the first power play unit as well, is he not? He is, and I mean, you you know, and, and Patrick Liney is stationed on the on the left point although of course he creeps into his his his, uh, his special spot there at the dot or at the top of the at the top of the dot at, at uh, Buffett is usually on the other side although Josh Morrissey had to play it out of necessity last night um, and Kyle Connors is is kind of taking the spot where Paul Stasny had some you know really helped generate a lot of that power play when he was uh, acquired after the February deadline, so you've got Wheeler, Shifley, Kyle Connor, and then you've got uh, the big shot from Liney, the big shot from Bufflin. So there's a whole lot of options on that first power play unit, and a lot of times Patrick Liney, you know, he had 20 power play goals last year, and so I don't think he's going to get 20 this year, not because of any deficiency, but I just think teams are going to, you know, cover him a little bit you know, more closely this year. But of course, that opens up some other guys, right? So they're they're cheating on line A, and of course, then like Wheeler comes off the right wall, and you know is is finding space. Shifley is squeezing into the low slot, getting a pass from Wheeler, who is a remarkable playmaker, and Shifley's getting his goals. And he got Cal Connor spinning around in front, trying to push pucks into the net too. So first power play unit's really good. There's the second power play unit is not has not been very productive over the course of the last year with. They've tried, uh, you know, they've tried Brian Little with, with Nick Ehlers and, and Matty Perot and Jack Rosselvick, and, you know, they played the last 30 or 40 seconds. They haven't got much there. But, but the penalty kill on the other side, the special teams, the penalty kill with Andrew Kopp, Brandon Tannis, Adam Lowry, uh, you know, Tyler Myers does a lot of penalty killing. Dmitry Kulikov, it's been very, very good. I think they've killed off 13 or 14 straight right now after allowing three power play goals in Dallas in game number two. So they've been real good. Well, we'll leave it at that, Jason. Uh, it should be fun. It's always fun when the Oilers and the Jets play. So looking forward to uh, tomorrow night, uh, as I'm sure you are as uh, well. Maybe make the call. Who do you have uh, winning that one? I'm sure you'll go with the Jets, but uh, maybe give us a score, too. Well, no, I've, I'm never afraid to say, tell, tell you when the Jets were losing. In fact, I was not real comfortable with last night's game, and everybody was saying, you know, you know, Carolina coming off the, the overtime game on back-to-backs, but they just, just looked like they were primed. Jets might be primed to lose. So I'm going to say the Jets are going to win about 5-2 tomorrow night, and I'm going to say that Connor McDavid gets both because he uh, he really likes to to score against the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, well, he's scoring all the goals for the Oilers right now, so I think that's a fair bet. Thanks for taking some time here well, today, Mark Jason. Well, not there anymore, and he was the Jet killer. So. That's right, yes. He uh, scored a big goal in that uh, Heritage Classic game. I remember that as he well. absolutely so. did. Listen, I really appreciate the time. It was great talking to you. Hey, thanks, Jason. We'll do it again soon. Anytime. Jason Bell from the Winnipeg uh, Free Press setting the stage for uh, the game tomorrow night. The Oilers and the Jets from the peg. It's 152 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, get to this day in Oilers history, and wrap up the show. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, 155 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you. Just a quick update out of Vegas from the Golden Knights. Head coach Gerard Gallant saying Paul Statsny will be out for a bit, potentially up to two months. Wow. Man, oh man, injuries galore around the NHL to start the season. Justin Schultz, as you were talking about there earlier today, uh, Brennan out for a long time. I mean, uh, Corey Perry got hurt in the preseason. It just seems like the injury bug is uh, strong right now, unfortunately, for a lot of the teams. And uh, knock on wood, hopefully nothing happens here. I don't even want to say I'm just going to not even finish that statement. I don't want to jinx anything. Leave it there. Yes, but the injury bug hitting some teams hard right now as uh, Statsny out for the Vegas Golden Knights. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. What do you have for us today, Brennan? Oh, I get to read it again? Awesome. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you it's all yours. Cards, so you give me a second to pop it open. Sorry. Okay, okay, Well, I know okay. you prepared it, so it's all yours. This day in 1989, a 28-year-old Wayne Gretzky, a member of the Los Angeles Kings, has two goals and an assist against his former team to become the NHL's all-time leading scorer, passing Gordie Howe. The record tying goal uh, tied the game at four, actually, and the record breaker was the overtime winner that beat the Oilers 5-4 at Northlands Coliseum. That was a goal where he was running along the ice, correct? Yes, that sounds about yeah, right. That, that's the one. So you seem to have a good memory for a young buck there. Or I'm really good at the internet. One of the two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear you on that one. <laughs> well, that wraps up uh, the Monday edition of Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight. The Coaches Show. I believe I'll have Blake Dermont on as well. I'm sure I'll have someone out of Winnipeg inside sports tonight with Reed Wilkins. Tomorrow on Oilers Now, it's Stopper Inspector presented by Horse Racing Alberta. I believe Jay Woodcroft of the uh, Bakersfield Condors will be on with uh, Bob as well. So that's uh, a look at tomorrow. The Oilers and the Jets tomorrow night in Winnipeg. 4.30 face-off show, 6 o'clock. Puck drop here on 6.30. Ched, that wraps up the Monday edition of Oilers. Now the afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross is up next. But first, the 2 o'clock news update with Eileen Bell. Thanks for help today. Brendan, so long from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.